guys and welcome to random thoughts with me dollar and if you're new here hi welcome to the random thoughts family and i'm so sorry guys that there was nothing last week i am deeply sorry we are really working on consistency we're really trying to make everything balanced by the grace of god so you guys remember that um we're still on the topic birth control which on last episode we had we had our guest that is nostitoluwa shinobadi who enlightened us on the medical aspect of birth control and family planning and today we have our guest mr ibukon loa our manager hi mr ibukon hi thank you for having me today all right mr ibukon manager is a data analyst is an accountant and is also a researcher and today he's going to be educating us on how birth control has contributed to poverty in our country and today we'll be focusing mainly on the religious aspects politics education and also marriage how these institutions have contributed to poverty when it comes to birth control okay first let's let's start with this is there any relationship between poverty and birth control is there any way birth control is contributing to poverty in nigeria or in, in the world at all yes poverty is linked to breast control and uh, that's because looking at the current state of um, the world especially since in nigeria a lot of people live under the poverty line which is like a dollar a day and that is largely due to the fact that many people keeps on increasing in numbers now let's look at the, the years of obasanjo we are making good money in oil. Population was lower. It was about one six, one forty million, okay. and uh, our GDP was like four hundred billion at that time. It was like two thousand six hundred dollars per person. But compared to this time, we see on four hundred billion, and our population has grown to two hundred and six million. Wow! You can see that the country is not is not getting richer at all, and um, the population is increasing. So that's the difference. And between two thousand and six and twenty. 20 the population has increased by over 60 million that is extraordinarily high compared to us us was about 300 and something million i think 305 or so in 2010 as at this their recurring census they're about 333 just 30 million and that's including immigrants so you can see the difference the population is expanding is exploding and if we don't take care we're gonna hit a very very hard wall yeah I'm, I'm even so scared about that because i'm hearing that i think they're saying now that we are now one of the poorest country yes we are which is, which is very very sad um in any way because we we as nigerians we are actually very very religious and i yes. hear people say that um their religious background does not permit them to do anything like birth control in your field of research do statistics prove that? Yes, to an extent it does. We've not really, I've not really done a lot of statistics in line with religion and this, but based on a few um, data, I was speaking with a friend recently on that issue. He did a PhD thesis on birth control, and he said he noticed that the religion is linked to marriage. There's like a marriage between both of them, marriage and religion and birth control. Mm. The first thing he said is most of the heads in these religious institutions are not playing their part and what do i mean they're not just trying to educate the people to do what talk to them in the light in the sense that okay you guys should try and maintain your population you guys mm. should try and increase you know do all these things and because we hold highly religion in this country yeah we do if they were doing, yeah, if they were doing a 
their part it to have a larger effect and that is why if there are issues in the north the government really runs to the uppers the emirs to do what to have a conversation with their people so we actually have a lot of institutions that can actually help country birth in this country and this increase in population is also increasing what you call poverty levels and that's why we see a lot of children on the streets today actually having to sell things beg for money and things like that and this would not be if their parents had the basic understanding of okay let's look at our economic purse let's look at what we actually have in our pockets mm. and give birth to the number of children that if see, it's not even necessary they use pills or stuff all you need to do is okay ah, let me say i have i need to have two kids i need to have three kids let the religious leaders say okay you guys know that you don't have enough to take care of those things and let them just do their i mean let them just tell them give birth to what you can actually take care of don't just bring children to the world and put them on the streets and i think that is why we have all these almanjuries because i've heard so yes. many stories behind it that um most of their parents go drop them with the religious leaders back in the north and then yeah. they they tell them that education the the western education is is not allowed that is wrong and they should bring their children and then those religious leaders end up using their children as beggars and all and some of these religious leaders have their own kids learning this western education many of them even went to schools basically and uh, those there was a recent stuff about um um, some sects in the north they were like the head of the sects actually learned from abu he even went out of the country to learn some of these things and you come and say the western education is wrong whereas you already have this background education wow so like that this actually a part of the issues that are actually affecting i remember the time when the former mayor of kano made an analogy that the northerners should not believe that they own power or things like that and um, they should try and maintain their population and he was criticized but you see these are things because the other leaders would not do their part he's trying to do something and he's being criticized for it i'm speaking of leaders is there any way that politics play into birth control politics play a lot and how is that possible because i've heard that and i'm like mm, where does that come into play because like i don't understand i don't know i'll do a quick maybe a 30 seconds recap of the 2006 census at the 2006 census a, a, a lot of um, politicians or governors wanted the population of their states to be as hyped as possible mm. why was that because allocation of funds is dependent on the population number of seats in the assembly house of assembly depending on the population and there are several other things that the government when they're sending money down to states is also depending on the population of your state amenities that they build in your state is dependent on the population so these are things that allow or that make them say well let them just keep on populating the state in as much as more money keeps on coming and but, but, the, but the same population is what is affecting the country from being broke because we don't have enough to even take care of now know, the amount of people although they say nigeria is one of the richest country also and here we are so poor we actually have enough but we are not using enough that's the problem the the firs generate some money on a monthly basis and when i look at statistics i say if the firs alone is able to generate that much and they times it by a year they make more than two three trillion a year basically that is enough to 
to, to cater for some of these things. If every parastatal in the government do their part and generate one or two funds and use it to do their part, I mean, to do to play their roles in government, they will be able to do what? To ease the poverty levels. But that is, part, I mean, that's just one part. Now, the politicians would not care or will not preach the gospel of birth control because they want their population to increase. They want to be able to say government and um, our population has increased to one million now and we need more money. Wow. And, and by the time they get the money, they don't use it for what it is. Like I will always say, as much as the population is a problem, it is also the solution we have. Thank you for that point. Thank you very much, Mr. Manager. To capital, I feel like this is all based down to education. Yes, it's and, all based on education. Like yeah. you, were, you were telling me when we were discussing before we came on air, you were saying something about education not being just about going to school and learning how to write one to three is about being vast when it comes to knowledge and being able to understand other things apart from just studying in school and um, that is what makes me ask that how can education solve this kind of problem is education enough okay there's a quote i used to, i love to there's a this particular um alvin tofa i like quoting him he said illiterate of the 21st century is not that person that cannot read or write it's the person that cannot learn unlearn and relearn and what does that mean I used to say that education necessarily is not about just, yes, reading is one part is about reading and writing. And what do I mean by reading and writing? Being able to communicate appropriately, either by writing or by reading through or by understanding what someone else gives to you. Now, that is one part of education. The moment people can actually have this basic understanding each other and communicating with each other, we have accepted that, okay, that's a problem. That's the first thing, accepting that we have that problem. Once we have accepted that that's a problem, we can now face the solution, educating ourselves. We're in a system where I went to teaching, back to Benue, I went to teach in Benue, and many of my students could not read and write English. It was as bad as their teacher, their English teacher was teaching them English in TV. And like, how do you want the students to be able to learn how to speak English? Instead, if they cannot speak English, then turn their curriculum into TV. They will understand it better. It is, do you understand? That is how it is. Chinese speak English, but when they are teaching, they teach in Chinese. Every other country teaches in their local dialects. These are ways where we can transform things. In OAU, there, there was a particular um, test that they did a while back. They turned all the curriculum into Yoruba for a secondary school. The school has consistently produced all their, all their students have consistently continued to excel in physics, chemistry, biology. It's only English that they teach in English. So back to where I'm going to. Education can reduce the amount of people that don't have jobs because that's one thing. We actually have jobs in Nigeria, but people don't have the skill set. It's as bad as many of us. Many of us are graduates, don't even know how to really communicate with ourselves. Warren Buffett said, if you want to excel, the moment you know how to communicate right, you've solved 50% of your problem. And that is it. Apart from that, another thing is education will, will increase economic growth. Because these people that we say are nomads, the, the cattle rarers, if they're educated, they will give us better meats. They will be able to understand that okay, going to, to people's farms and eating, getting, I mean, killing their crops is actually affecting business in Nigeria educating ourselves they can see that this education is not actually in the class these are basic things that we should just need we just need to understand so my question now is how does education help awareness the first thing that education will do is create awareness 
I remember when we were growing up, the awareness on condom was really high. And at that time, people really stepped on using, but today I cannot go into the into a, a pharmacy and request for a condom and I'm not going to be looked at somehow. Yeah. It's either they say, I'm just going around or playing around or things. That's idea. And people have already shied away from it. People hide their stuff and things like that. And these are things that education would just do. And what is it? Like I said, just creating awareness, like making people understand the essence. When you tell them, okay, this is why you need family planning. This is why you need to control your birth. You don't just give birth to children up on children. You need to understand your pockets. You need to do this and that. And by the time all our institutions play their role, I think our birth control in Nigeria will actually, I mean, continue to improve. But another thing I want to point out is that, you know, people feel like once you're married, you don't need to be on birth control. People be like, why are you looking for condoms with your husband? We believe that once a woman is married, children are blessed from the Lord. And then, you know, you have to just keep procreating until you're tired or you can't procreate no more. Sorry, I remember a particular story where the woman already had eight children and she was on her ninth child. The last two already had CS. I mean, had I don't, we're giving birth to through CS. And the question, I had to first ask my friend, my friend was the doctor in that hospital, was the doctor in that hospital. And I said, I said, don't they have children? I mean, male children, because I know at least it's this male children that every, everybody's looking for, that they will say they were, they're just, they said they have three male children. I said, ah, what are they looking for? And this boils them back to the fact that they don't understand that, okay, you've already given birth to the number of children you want. Use a condom, for goodness sake. Your married does not mean that you shouldn't use contraceptives you've given birth to your number of children you can actually go to the hospital and use some of this pill some of this drug some of this um, technology the idea is to help reduce the burden if the technology is going to cost you forty thousand, i don't know how much it costs i'm just giving a random figure it's going to cost you forty thousand. that will save you several years of continued expenses so what you're saying now is that we should try to control everything right from the family, right from yes, moderation. It starts from the family. Once the family is taken care of, everything progresses and everything becomes better. Okay, I feel like one thing that is most important is that we should try to curb everything right from the family stage, right? Yes, please. Thank you very much, Mr. Manager. It's so great having you on the show. And we've learned a lot that at the end of the day, we all have a part to play, no matter where you stand in the country, to help reduce population. And reducing the population or making sure we are not overpopulated also helps us manage what we already have, the resources we already have as a people. So guys, we've come to my favorite part of the show, which is the reaction moments where we get you people's feedback. So this week, the question we asked this week is... 
why do most of the families with more than five children have a low socioeconomic background? And you people responded, and it seems like some people are so passionate about this topic. So I would start from Tosin. Tosin says, hmm, they say rich people have more options with what to do with their time. Maybe the poor are just jobless and with no money to do things, keep having sex. Wow. No be me talking. Alright, this also comes from Doin. Doin says either the husband or the wife is jobless. Wow. Wow. This one also comes from Mrs. Yetsunde. Mrs. Yetsunde says for the most part, education plays a big role here. Most people just give birth to children and in African continent. Children are seen as God's gift and the woman is expected to procreate until the body stops naturally. In such cases, the man and the woman might not be educated or just basic education, in which case they might not have adequate resources to care for these children. For a man whose job is a roadside organizer and the woman does not work or in the worst case scenario has a little shop by the house. How much could they possibly make together for five or six children? There is also no way such kid will grow up with the basic things they need, like a child whose parents are educated and they just probably have two or three kids in such family. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Miss Yetende. Also, we have this from Chimkaha. I think the person spelled the name wrong. I'm sorry if I did not get it. But what I'm seeing here is Chim Kaha. I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. I am so sorry. The person says, well, I believe it is a struggle just taking care of yourself. Talk less of when you add your wife to the equation. Though this is general. I believe this is how the low socioeconomic background begins. Not having a strong source of income before having a family has probably ruined many. Plus, we are humans. It's common to take a night out or engage in activities just to get away from the stress. And in my own view, that could be what they did. Began a family without a good standing economically, but quick to experience desire. This could be the root of improper family planning. Then ignorance. Nobody likes stress. But today, that feeling of wanting to always be comfortable has made some of us ignorant of how life should be. And also, we have we have a voice message from Oriofe Komalafe. And I think what I'm going to say is because there's a they are not fixed on the right priority. If you see some of those families, you see that probably they have more girls, and then probably the husband wants a boy, or you see that probably there are so many guys, and then the mom wants a girl, and all those people they do not even have the money to take care of that amount of children. But because of their cultural values that really shouldn't really be, because of misplaced priorities, they end up giving birth to so much children and then they can't take care of them. And then the final one comes from Oni Lola Omoni. So let's really talk about, um, first let's talk about minimum wage. Um, the average Nigerian less earn less than $5 every day and if you calculate it on a monthly basis it's not even stable so on the average you probably maybe on a monthly basis you are earning about 200 dollars 150 dollars things in nigeria here is almost equated to um price of um products outside the country dollars is is like currency 
exchanges like the main thing to that is pushing our economy and everybody is always like concerned about that so a man earning less than 100 dollars we have a lot of people and less than two let's say 200 dollars and 200 less than 100 dollars and he has to feed himself on the average he's going to be feeding himself every month nothing less than 100 dollars now having five children he has to he has a wife he has children so those one will take about 70 70 dollars each per month when you look at that you see 70 times 5 that's 35 35 35 350 dollars that's way more than his um uh his um income so there's going to be a huge problem and most of the time you see that food becomes a problem because apart from just basic feeding you need to pay for some bills electricity bill petrol transportation and all that is a real issue so um i think i think that's really what we need to do and uh, the government isn't really doing anything to make sure that we have this thing um, at a lesser product or things we buy at a lesser price is annoying in nigeria we have almost over 80 percent of our people living less than 200 dollars in a month i know a lot of people who earn 15 20,000 they have three four children and they have to use 15 20,000 to sponsor them it's annoying Thank you guys very much for your response. It's always making me happy. I'm sorry I couldn't cover everything. I am really, really sorry I couldn't cover everything because of time. So you guys, thank you for always coming back. Make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure you still stay safe. Please be fine. Thank you so much for always being here. Don't forget to follow me on the socials, which I'll leave in the link down below. And also, if you want to connect to me and leave your comments and drop your topics because you guys can always suggest topics that i will start that i will start paying attention to which i've already started so make sure you drop suggestions for topics you're allowed that is why i say your thoughts count not just mine and thank you go to the end of the show number is 080 i love you guys make sure you take care of yourself bye